comic movie review show mini episode this is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched answer your pressing questions and let you know what to check out for next time my name is reed and joining me today we have sam and dave all right guys let's dive in so this is our very first mini episode um so we're gonna go over a couple of different things check out uh, the stuff uh, to go with, and normally this would be the part where we're answering messages from you. But since this is our very first mini episode, I thought it might be a good opportunity to take a look at some reviews, some some hot take reviews we got in, uh, as opposed to viewer mail on this one. So uh, this uh, we got a review from an old, old friend of the show, uh, <laughs> Roch Crockett themselves, Mike Roch, 07, with this review on iTunes. Uh, five stars, which is what, yeah, that's what we're looking for, y'all. F- five stars and only five stars. But Mike Roch says, stumbled on this podcast looking for something new. Not even a big comics person, but the movie perspective is very entertaining. Great editing and really funny. Keep it up. <laughs> hey, I do some of that editing. That's great. We share. Great job. Yeah, we we, we share the editing load. Sam Sam loves punched in with the, the clips. Oh, I love the clips. <laughs> yeah, the fun sound effects and sometimes are uh, uh, Sam's inclusions. There's a there's a bunch of good ones. Not to hipster you guys too much. I've been around since before the show existed, so I've gotten to listen to some of the uh, raw cuts. So with that editing, it re- it really is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, Dave's been our uh, test audience. We we always bounce our uh, new revisions off Dave. All right, we so let's we'll do one more. We'll do one more good, cool five star review by. Uh, and awesome. Are, are we calling? Do we have a name for our for uh, listeners of the show? We just gonna call them nerds. I don't know. Just seems. I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll write it right in. So I feel like uh, you're ner- nerdies. I don't nerdies. know. <laughs> <laughs> Ner- I don't. Is that a thing? Nerdies? I don't know. I'm afraid to look it up. <laughs> Some dirty nerdies. Right. Right in. Dirty nerdies. Dirty nerdies. <laughs> All right. This dirty nerd. <laughs> Apologies to everyone. Uh, Writes, uh, no apologies. You're dirty nerdies now. Okay. Amazing, uh, writes. <laughs> a wonderful first episode. It means a lot to me that the host started with the Tim Burton Batman, which generally seems to be not highly regarded, but which I love and which even now is one of my favorite comic book movies. Keep it going. Five stars. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Thank you. Thank for you. those reviews. Hey, if you write a review, we'll we'll read that baby on the air. Uh, in in you know. Or you can also reach out and send us some mail at uh, nerdaplexypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and Dave, where can they hit us up on Twitter? Oh, you can hit us up at nerdaplexypod, or you can hit me up at the face of date. Hit me with anything you don't like. Hit the five stars on stuff you do. <laughs> yeah, so Dave handles all of our content. Really, some banger tweets as of late, I must say. I'm having a lot of fun. Thanks. I wasn't a big Twitter person before we got the show started, but now, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Now let's get into the next part of the show. 
where um, we kind of this this is a part where you can you know, kind of critique us if if you have some things that you thought we missed some corrections and omissions kind of stuff uh, some things we might have missed or or stuff that you uh, what you really dig about the movie and then we'll there's some things uh, I know that I personally missed in a segment I'm tentatively calling what I meant to say was uh-huh. okay so before we get into that Dave so you you weren't on this episode. Nope, I, I didn't hit this one. But like you said, you, you had listened to this, and I, I'm guessing that you did, in fact, watch... Did you watch the film? Did you watch Batman? Uh, yes, I watched it before I listened to it the first time. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So, uh, what was there anything... What, what what were your hot takes? Did you like it, first of all? I uh, I love I loved the movie. I think it's... Uh, whoever said it wasn't well-regarded kind of threw me off. I think it was always sort of seen as the best Batman up until Christian Bale, and then it was an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, it is obviously the best Joker up until Heath Ledger, and then there's an argument. But, uh, no, I I, um, I love this movie. I think this is a movie for anybody who likes Batman or doesn't know who Batman is. It's a great starting place, for sure. Yeah, this is uh, it. Well, I think I think what they mean by not highly regarded is some of the more current Marvel movies... You had to hit the tomato meter on Rotten mm. Tomatoes, and they're sitting on like ninety six percent. And Batman's got a measly seventy one. Uh, do you think it's twenty percent worse than a lot of stuff we've gotten <laughs> recently? I don't think so. So I see where they're coming from. I think a lot of people had a problem that it wasn't really comic book related. It was just Batman was in it. There wasn't a comic that led into it. It was a bunch of different themes from Alan Moore or whoever was originally writing those those uh strips but i think it, i think this was a, a perfect action movie yeah it really um did alan moore do any of the batmans alan you mean um what the hell is his name i thought it was alan moore who did the long dark but maybe i'm wrong oh you know what? alan moore did the killing, killing joke, joke so yeah, you're right yeah um but what was the one i was thinking of uh frank miller dark no. knight return yeah frank miller mm. Yeah, so I would think this was more based around the Frank Miller Batman, even though Frank Miller wrote for a more aged, grizzled Batman. Uh, there's a lot of the same, I don't know what to say, The there's a lot of the same feel as that as those comics. The look of those comics is similar mm-hmm. in the movies. I would say it was a thematic Batman take on the comics more than it was like ripped from the page. Yeah, it, it's certainly yeah. a different a, a different way and a different approach of comic movies because, like you guys were saying, now the Marvel stuff is you know a kind of like a direct translation more closely because that's something that's can be or is more well regarded uh, as a society because it's not just comic movies that's nerd stuff now. Now it's just comic movies; they make a billion dollars, so. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I get what you're saying, Dave. In their approach with Batman, they weren't. They were just making an an action movie. They thought it, that it, the fact that it wasn't a comic movie when they made it. It was just a movie with you know a comic character. And Batman is has a long history of um, you know TV shows and like uh, clips. And then especially for the, I think the Batman that Tim Burton more. What would maybe well i don't want to speak for him but would maybe associate better would be the campier adam west stuff because that seems right in his wheelhouse that like the big col like the the stark colors the um mm-hmm. the air because if you kind of picture a, a tim burton uh watching that those uh batman camp and and other just camp movies uh things like uh edward scissorhands 
and have that same just like otherworldly aesthetic that all camp has in general. Um, right. But yeah. So, and, and the campiness of this Batman, I think if you are used, to, if you watch Batman begins and that's your first Batman movie, and then you watch Jim Burton's Batman, <laughs> you're like, well, hold up one sec. But I, I think this level of style and this, the kind of noir take on this Batman certainly puts it in a league of its own. You know, it, it, this is a bat of a different color. Ah. And not the rainbow Batman from Adam West. <laughs> what did I want to say? I wanted to say I was thinking of something while you were talking. It seemed like it would be interesting, but maybe it's not. Okay. Well, you think on that. <laughs> I'll come well, back you to think. It. Well, and this is a perfect segue to get into our next segment. What I meant to say was, and this is a chance we get to kind of uh, rehash our telling because you know we a lot of stuff gets left on the editing floor some things we bring up or we talk about before we turn the recording on and never get back to and this is our chance to kind of take a second pass and get some some things that maybe we on after the fact would like to amend so for me i i was shocked that we hardly touched on uh joker's girlfriend and uh, Jack Palance's mm. girlfriend in the uh, movie because that there's like a whole little arc there where you know Joker tries to do some Joker stuff on her and messes it up big time, <laughs> and that's what why he kind of turns to Vicky Vale because he needs a, a fresh canvas, as it were. Mm, yeah, but I really like the aesthetic of that mask. I always thought that was so spooky, and uh, I I think that was just like a very cool character, and we we didn't touch on that, so I did want to bring that up. Uh, I think that has its root in uh, comics. What is, what's her name? And I'll just look up a quick blurb about it. Uh, and then you can I think it was, pretend like I knew it. Alicia Hunt. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's her. And it, it's kind of a similar thing, I believe. There's like kind of panels where she was like a model and then her face, or may, I think maybe Black Mask messed her face up. Okay, so Alicia Hunt is just a character in the movie, but there is a similar character in a Black Mask arc like we were talking about, and her name was Cersei, and she was Black Mask's girlfriend before he became Black Mask, and that is um, Batman 386, Black Mask, Losing Face. So she is kind of an existing character, or at least an existing aesthetic. Aesthetic? Aesthetic. Aesthetic. Got it in one. Ah, and she's also an interesting interesting trivia note that I see on her on the uh the fandom wiki. Okay. Is that she is retroactively similar to Harley Quinn as they're both blonde uh accomplices of the Joker and Ooh. she also seems to have partly inspired Echo as like Harley Quinn both are blonde girlfriends of the Joker and both wear porcelain masks after becoming his accomplice. Spooky, yeah, man. She's th- th- this was a kind of a um, that was a cool little side character that I always enjoyed. So I just wanted to make sure we mentioned, brought her up. Did you guys go back and watch the movie after you recorded and think, oh, I wish I would have talked about this? Um, I kind of wish I-, I didn't watch it again, but I, you know, I kind of went over it um, and listened to the podcast a bunch of times. We didn't talk much about Vicky Vale um, here. We- we- Vicky Vale, yeah. Kim Basinger, she's, I mean, she was doing work in this. Uh, yeah, I think she was doing good work, uh, but I do think that her character was altogether kind of underutilized mm-hmm. and made to be more of like a damsel in distress because you have all of these situations where she could be figuring out who Batman is instead of just being led into the Batcave by Alfred, the mad lad that he is, or 
she, you know, she could figure out or help solve the the Joker formula that's uh, that's killing people or something like that. There are a couple things that they could have had her do to make her more integral to the plot. I think as it stands, whereas she gave a, like a fine performance, you could probably cut her character out of the movie every single scene she's in, and it would still be a cohesive script. Probably. Yeah, they... they... That's a big 80s problem. Yeah, I think they misuse her. I think you're right. Because there's a moment where Batman solves the Joker problem and he figures out the chemicals. Mm -hmm. I really wish that she would have solved it and then, you know, gone to Batman. I I, I think that... Because it's easy. It, it, It takes the same amount of time. Could have had a cool scene where she comes in with no makeup and kind of looking like a mess. I don't know. I don't know how you... I don't think you can make Kim Basinger look like a mess. (laughs) Not easily. You'd have to use other makeup. You have to put some prosthesis on this gal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I think that would be... I think that that could be a good moment that she could have had. When, you know, you have a a part, the scene where he figures it out. I think maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe she's like doing her morning ritual and then it's like, wait a minute, or has like kind of the breakthrough. It, it's, it would take just as much time. She could call Knox, and they could break the story. I, I, I think that's easy. Yeah, instead, you, instead she basically is just the messenger for... He brings her to the Batcave and says, like, here's all the stuff I found out. Now go go win your, your little uh, journalism prize with it. Exactly. It's kind of, you know... The way I would have wrote that scene, if I could uh, <laughs> step into the right corner... Oh, I don't want to hear this. I know what your thing is going to be. It's, it's I know what your fanfic's all about. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> no, not me. That's a pen name. That's a different person. I mean, wait, not a, that's a different person, not a pen name. <laughs> listen, listen. Werewolf erotica is very hot right now. It, you know, it had its time in the sun, and uh, I, I think we should probably try to move past it. <laughs> because then... Didn't uh, tangent, but didn't Fifty Shades of Grey just come from uh, Twilight fanfic? It did, yes. So it's essentially just werewolf erotica. I'm, I'm tr- except they don't ever say that he's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's mine was like I was trying to do is like that vampire? a vampire. So like Twilight uh, is yeah. just Fifty Shades erotica. Fifty Shades of Grey. I was trying to do like Riverdale werewolf. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm right in that zone. Right, right in that zone. Isn't that just Sabrina? I guess, yeah, basically. <laughs> I think I think Jughead, I, I honest to God, I believe there is a comic because there's like the spooky Riverdale verse because of the crossover. And when Sabrina got uh, a reboot, I believe there's one where Jughead becomes a werewolf. So if I were to have anything, that would be, that I wouldn't, that may be, you know, but, you know. If you were to write the Kim Basinger sketch, oh yes 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 she comes in she comes in sees him with all the chemicals he can't figure it out and she says wait a minute you put them together that's how we did it and then there you go easy that that, that's a that is a perfect explanation that's much better than having the reporters that's just stoichiometry you get the fun joke of showing them looking like shit. I guess maybe that's it. Maybe that's where it was, Dave. They tried to do that that exact scene, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my god, she's too beautiful. This doesn't work at all. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get it to the reporters. They look way worse." <laughs> yeah, it, it is rough to. Yeah, you can't rough Kim Basinger up. Although Monster Charlize Theron, but that took a lot of doing. <laughs> so yeah, like prosthesis. <laughs> um. 
Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's. I, I'm. I'm glad we got to touch on that because I listening through again. I, I was. We. We. We did. We did the ladies of this film wrong. There's only two. <laughs> we got to talk about them. But I mean, you. You honestly can't always talk about that when you're going from eight, 1989 to 2008 because movies didn't do ladies right until well after that. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, especially comic movies. They just didn't. I feel like I could take a few pointers from movies. Oh, jeez. Since they do ladies right now. That's terrible. Please absolutely <laughs> cut that. Let's go to the front. Let's go to the front of the episode. You just, got, you just got introed. That's the title of the show, Do Ladies <laughs> Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm going to put that under a song. I'm going to fucking write a song <laughs> no. about that shit. No. Sorry, I'm, my head's in two different places, so all I heard was one thing and I had to jump on it. Um, <laughs> Speaking of things that you were jumping on i i missed this well you can't say speaking of because that makes it so you have to keep it in the episode oh, just right. start over right. start, come up with a new thing <laughs> i'm just a transition obsessed i can't help myself i know you are and, and you you transition from the stupid thing i said and then we have to keep it <laughs> <laughs> well okay this this episode um we're, we're huge fans of puns i'm a huge fan of puns and i'll speaking of transitions i will uh we can't be speaking of transitions. Speaking of segues. Fucking forget transitions. Just say you like puns. We love them. We puns. love puns on this show. We love them. Wonderful. Just now you have to say it without a laugh, because then people are gonna say, What was he laughing about? Well, we'll just we'll just have to see how this all shakes out. Well, I say I can say speaking of transitions, because what if I we we are transitioning? Yeah, I guess you could say that after everything. So we're and it's kind of like a like a stupid like a segue where you weren't speaking of transitions, so it's kind of funny in that regard. Speaking of segues, speaking of segues <laughs> into transitionings. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing one right now. Uh, things that I missed on the first run through. How about that? Things I missed. Okay. on the run through. Uh, until I, I listened on this this latest uh, when I was checking it, make sure once we we posted it, uh, I did not hear during record or afterwards, Sam, um, when I would in, do it a, a very big in- unintentional pun, you would then leap mm. on it immediately and just roll them through. But I thought that was pretty good. At one point, I said um, something about uh, Jack and then uh, heading off, and I said Jack off, and no. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sent Jack off to Ace Chemicals. <laughs> Not Ace Chemicals, because that's a real place. Uh, ac- uh, access Chemicals. But yeah, there was a couple. That, and then I, I noticed one. Uh, I did uh, something about Va- uh, Vicky Vale. There was another one. And then uh, I don't know if I was doing this one on purpose, but when they were talking about the huge bankroll and charity balls, I, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> yeah. said it was a ballsy seed. I think that was unintentional. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> No, that was good though. You should have. So that was okay. So of the things, I, there are things I wish I had said in the course of the podcast about the things we were saying on the podcast. Right. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I missed anything from the movie because I try to take really absurdly detailed notes where I have. I literally take up to upwards of ten pages of notes in an old composition notebook, which you'll probably hear in a lot of the recordings moving through while i'm talking yeah thank you for that just audible murder and i apologize for that or i'm <laughs> clicking my mouse to, to try to figure out uh you know a rhyming pun or something <laughs> stupid stuff that that's gonna that you're gonna hear weird noises in the background so again apologize for that uh but yeah i take i take copious notes on these movies so every little thing i see i pause i write down two sentences i play for 10 minutes i pause i write down two sentences mm-hmm. uh so i'm trying to catch every 
unintentional, stupid thing that they might have missed. And then I spend hours reading about the movie on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll look at the, oftentimes I'll look at the IMDb trivia because there, there are some, we don't give you everything that's in those, but there are some interesting nuggets of wisdom that you might not get if you don't seek that out specifically. And I know that there was something that, that Reed probably should have said in the beginning of this one as well. You should have said who you were. You introduced Sam and I, but you forgot to introduce oh, yeah. yourself. Who are you? Oh, I missed on Yeah, I'm, I'm Reed. Yeah, we we got a we got a uh, show note. Yeah, that that's something we missed uh uh as well. Um so if you if you listen to just the Batman episode, we do we have an intro that kind of uh introduces ourselves and in the in the episode we kind of just launched into it. But yeah, if you're interested, we we kind of talk about what we like and our intentions for the show and all of that in the intro app. It's a, it's a it's a nice little quick one, and there's also a little surprise of some accidental um, pre pre soothsaying. Yeah, some accidental soothsaying. So we may have accidentally <laughs> caused the pandemic. So sorry about that one. But go ahead and check out the intro episode. We gave you a five year warning. <laughs> we did. It was you know. Yeah, honestly, we should have washed our hands for those five years. Yeah, 2015. Us, our old, uh, our first step, our first first episode, our episode and a half but yeah you can go ahead and check that all out on the intro might listen back through that at some point in time and clip out some of the better bits but that episode was us talking about uh, avengers age of ultron which is actually fairly prescient as well because uh wandavision came out this year Mm -hmm. and that's you know the story got mostly started in that movie where you meet the twins almost a direct sequel Mm -hmm. i I, yeah a wandavision is great they're like really like it kind of generated more interest in Age of Ultron, which, you know, is, is kind of, again, widely panned. But we said we loved it then. I love it still. I think it's a great movie. I watched it recently. I love it. You know what I love? Taking a quick break to talk about our sponsors. I, I, ooh, okay, so tangent time. I have recently <laughs> become, uh, what's the best word? I've recently become unashamedly obsessed with fan edits of movies and under that umbrella of fan edits Mm -hmm. they have extended editions where they'll take scenes that were maybe missing effects and use adobe after effects and add the effects and put those deleted scenes in the movie yeah so and there are a ton of folks who work on all these marvel movies after the fact where they'll change narratively what the movie the order of the movie or they'll reintroduce deleted scenes if they think that it adds depth so what you get generally is what you could consider a director's cut of the movie whenever they never would officially have released the director's cut of it so uh one of my favorites actually since this is a tangent is a guy took the first thor movie and he kind of took it slightly out of out of sequence. So you see Thor in the beginning. They cut to Asgard, and you sort of get a feeling for the character if you didn't know who Thor was. He's the god of thunder or this other stuff. Uh, but instead, they don't cut to that right away. So you just think of Thor as like a complete psychopath for the first half hour of the movie because that's how those characters would have viewed him. So it, it, it adds something. That's cool. And it changes it narratively in a way that is novel and doesn't necessarily detract from the original movie that still exists, but you can have, have a novel viewing of it. And it's also a legal gray area. You can look into that if you want. (laughs) Was that fall under parody or, um... I don't know if it falls under parody or as long as you own the movie before you view, you know, the movie that has the deleted scenes, similar to ROMs. Yeah. Right. If you own it, then you can have it technically. 
uh, until they create legislation more specific for it. Well, didn't Topher Grace run into that? That's why he's never released his uh, his Phantom Cut or whatever. Yeah, it was he's called got his there's... Phantom Edit or whatever, and and you can watch the first three. Well, not first three. You can watch the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, uh, all cut together. But I mean, if you want to see that, there are a million versions of the prequel trilogies cut by mm-hmm. fan editors. So there's a fan edit of, of Age of Ultron, and they've cut in all the deleted scenes to give you more backstory of the twins, which that movie was mm-hmm. maybe the only thing it was missing, if you ask me. Uh, but also, as a fan of fan edits, I know, Reed, you just watched the Snyder cut of Justice League, correct? Thank you for that. That's true. That That is that is true. So I... um Now... Let me give you my, I've not seen it. Okay, okay. So let me give you what I've heard, everything I've heard, okay? And I, I read forums and all these nerdy places that uh, that they delve into the deep, dirty stuff of the movies. And even though I've heard that it is kind of bad, it is much better than the theatrical, which is a really low bar. Because the theatrical was a mess and kind of nonsense. Yeah, so I I... I have I have to admit I did not see the theatrical cut because it was kind of you know widely panned and everyone said it's it's like a hot mess and it's was studioed to death uh which I get Connective Tissue also mm-hmm. Joss Whedon Yeah there there you go Joss Whedon uh so cuz he speaking of Age of Ultron again because that was not exactly his uh, they they made him shoehorn in a lot of things that he kind of railed against and it kind of soured his relationship with marvel because they were age of ultron is the big like launching point for the grander mcu is where it gets like uh huge with once the infinity stones and really kicks that all off so they were making him shoehorn in stuff that he didn't think was necessary uh similarly uh well not similarly uh but you know when Snyder had to leave they I could see why they had such a hard time making anything out of it because I I don't think it's not a movie is what I'll say it's not a movie but they changed the aspect ratio so that it would be a movie it was very cinematic well it's supposed to be the aspect ratio it it was what does it need to be it is so it's in a it's in kind of a four three it's not exactly it's like a one three three two one which is like a classic golden hollywood ratio and i mm. believe the idea was that when filming for imax cuz now we basically do everything widescreen because movie theater screens are widescreen and we've now made all of our tvs widescreen but there's a contingent of folks that believe that the like a, a closer to a four three square is better. So if you watch the Snyder Cut, you'll see black bars on your probably widescreen TV that make it more square. There's there's nothing to adjust. That was how they shot it intentionally, because of for one thing this like kind of return to like Hollywood classic filmmaking, and also on an IMAX screen, um a square is better so that the most people can see because it, it sometimes will, and, and, and the sides will come in and out during movies transferred to IMAX. Whereas that the very middle is more of a square. So it's kind of twofold, I guess for that. It doesn't really matter in today's day and age because who's going to IMAX, but right. So a weird thing to like put a lot of time into redoing. I, I didn't notice it for like the first 
I because I, I watched this in in chunks. I had to take a bunch of breaks so much so that my partner was like I, I said this to me at one point. Are you taking another break from that movie? And yes, I did. Uh, there are six parts. So there are six parts and they function more or less like episodes. They have like cliffhangers and like for the first three episodes, you only see Steppenwolf in like the last 10 seconds or like, you know, the like a little kicker on the end. So I just don't. And as far as it goes, it, it destroys the pacing because every, it's just episodes. Now, I, I think if you would have put this, released this on HBO as a like Game of Thrones-esque series, we would still be talking about how extremely dope that was. But now we're just talking about like an unwieldy kind of movie. It's there. There are parts that are that made me like there's there's a bunch of things that I had to write down because they were absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know if they were in the Snyder or the original cut or not. But some some of the effects are amazing and some look absolutely bananas. As Mr. T would say, absoluticus. Yeah, there's like a, a Wonder Woman set piece at the beginning. And they're trying to just like show her moving very quickly, <laughs> but it looks buck wild. Uh, so if anything, look up if you if you there, you should if you have access to this. I, I don't suggest that you sit down and watch it like a movie, but I think there is there's some there's some stuff to see in here. Uh, but just kind of go into and go into it thinking like it's a miniseries, and I think you'll have a much better time on HBO Max. It's pegged off all the little parts are um, chapterized so you could see what you're doing but like yeah watch an episode or two in your daily rotation and you're gonna you're gonna like this sit down to watch it as a movie and you're going to probably fall asleep yeah i have no real uh back to fan edits i i the only thing that got me really excited about knowing that there's four and a half hours of this movie and what two and a half hours of the original theatrical cut Mm-hmm. is that a fan editor can probably make one pretty dope cyborg movie out of it <laughs> and let that be that yeah you know cyborg's part is really good uh, his his is one of the better storylines because everybody has a storyline and it's like why are, they, they they tried to smush too much but i, I get that it's because it's like a trilogy because you have man of steel then you have batman versus superman and then this is like the kind of the conclusion i didn't particularly enjoy those other two movies uh i think that i thought they suffered from the same problem compared to those two movies justice league is great because i thought batman versus superman was a big stinker Uh, yeah i thought it was pretty cheesy i man of steel i liked except that superman didn't seem to care a great deal about murdering innocent people yeah, the, the like the entire all the destruction stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's the, like it was just completely careless, just did, for the sake of action scene. But you could have done that. Like, why wouldn't he? So like that's it, that action scene. I love because it's great because big superheroes blowing up buildings. Cool. You got to build a CGI city anyhow. Why don't you just like have Superman fly him to Chernobyl or stuff? Because he's like, I know no one's around. And they can have like a big Dragon Ball Z fight out there and throw mountains yeah, at each other and shit. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Or and up dope. to the moon. But yeah, Superman kills it. But like, I, I think it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting take on Superman. But I think that take is better in a character like Homelander from uh, The Boys, where it is the bad guy. Because then you literally watch Superman, your introduction to him, you watch him like destroy everything and then the next movies are about 
how he's an asshole because he destroyed everything. And then you're supposed to be like, no, but we still love Superman. He's the best. Like what? He, what? <laughs> what? So there's a little bit Speaking of Speaking of which, how, how was Brightburn? I haven't seen that yet. I That's loved supposed it. supposed to be the horror I Superman. I absolutely loved Brightburn. Which I think with, is uh, like Roy from the office. Yeah, that's the better take uh, on Superman or like the more realistic thing that would happen, uh, you know. So, yeah, it's cool. The the effects are great. That's for sure. His his eye lasers are cool. Yeah. So my big my big points, um, I think Justice League, if you liked that those movies, then you're going to you're going to love this. If you're if you're just kind of like a DC fan, then there's tons of stuff in here for you. This is. The, as opposite to Batman 89, this is a movie design. It's very narrow cast. It is for DC like fanatics and you've got a ton of stuff. Um, some, some, some points there were uh, over, um, there were over like 22 slow motion scenes uh, and I timed them and I stopped timing them uh, after 10 minutes of slow-mo. I just stopped keeping track at that point. So, that's a lot of slow-mo. Of, of actual time. When, I, when we go slow-mo, I'd start a stopwatch, and it got up to around, right around 10 minutes, and I, I stopped keep, keeping track. Um, so I brought you under four hours? Really? Like, <laughs> There's lots of slow-mo. Well, some of that now, it, to be fair, some of that is Flash stuff, and every time he moves is technically slow-mo. Okay. But, mm. um, the other thing is Superman. They Superman's chest pokes, his chest hair pokes out of his costume. <laughs> Which 4K Ultra is kind of fun to see. I they do guess. that in slow mo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can see it. Well, they do a they do a pan in like one of these kind of shots, and it just the camera flies up, and you can see his his literally his chest hair. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a reshoot thing or what, but I, I you know, and, and that's fine. That's fine because like that's a natural man's body. Um, that's fine. But this this was like fifty million dollars. You couldn't either make it a little higher or just give it a little. Maybe it was a choice. Maybe it was a choice. Hey, all body hair is natural and beautiful. All body hair is beautiful, y'all. But you think in this movie, like, I mean, it, it looks wild. Uh, that and <laughs> my other big point is Joe Morton's in this one from Terminator 2. My man. I love this guy. Ah, he's, Joe Morton. He's the shining star of this movie f- far and away. He, he steals of the, the steakhouse. He steals the show. His steak's always perfect. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, watch it. Watch it in parts. That's my big thing. Watch this baby in parts. It's decent. The only thing is, it sets up a great universe um, that we'll, we know for a fact will never exist. So, round, round. All right. So, that was me rambling about Justice League. <laughs> that was the cool thing of the week, if you ask me. Yeah, we had to cut that down to four and a half hours. Right. Yeah, we're, we need a fan edit of my <laughs> rant there. But yeah, that is the part of the segment. We this is where we'll normally talk about kind of a cool thing of the week. Snyder Cut made that uh, distinction. The very first cool thing of the week. Now, maybe even a cruel thing of the week because it was four and a half hours. <laughs> uh, took me all day. But let's let's check out a trailer for the movie that we're going to be watching for next time. If society won't punish the guilty, he will. You see this board here? Every time he kills somebody, I put a
with a red pin in it. So far, the only thing that I've got to show for is these little calling cards here and a whole bunch of these. Now, let me tell you something about this Punisher. If he ever shows up within 1,000 yards of me, he'll find out what the word punished really means. He defends the innocent. But if you're guilty, he gives no warning and shows no mercy. What the hell is this? Trouble. Dolph Lundgren, Louis Gossett Jr. Mr. P, happy hunting! The Punisher. Justice with a vengeance. I'm not going to lie, this is one of my least favorite comic book movies. Oh, dude, this movie's great. I just, I don't know, I haven't watched it. I didn't watch it before I, I listened to you guys. Uh, this is one I think you should revisit. Yeah, honestly. I mean, this is this is one of these movies uh, armed with the knowledge mm-hmm. that it's low budget. Uh, you know, that they're doing their da- their darn best. You have to think about this. So w- when you watch this, so Dave's our surrogate, our audience surrogate, and I, th- you out there in the audience as well. I would think about this more like a indie, like kung fu movie, than like a movie movie per se. Okay. Imagine if someone said. Check out this Punisher fan film. This would this would probably be like the biggest. That's the vibe. Cult. Fan okay, now I'm on ever. board. I'll, I'll rewatch you, it. You, you absolutely should. It. I and I suggest everyone watch it. If you don't like watching the movies, and you, after you listen to us talk about it, that's fine too. But um, one way or the other, I suggest this this movie uh, to everyone. Well, oh, little spoiler. Normally, I gotta save that for the end of the episode. But <laughs> uh, no, this this mm-hmm. is good. This is a great movie. Check it out for sure. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun, I'll say. Maybe it's not the best movie ever, but we had a lot of fun with this one. Are we saying that we've already seen it in that mini episode? We've already done our, the ep? Is that, are we then now? Or we could pull back the Vicky Vale on this one. You had to have watched it before this. <laughs> Vicky Vale. Yeah, we pre-recorded. We got to? a bunch in the tank, y'all. So we'll, uh, we, we, we're, well, you know, we're doing the little kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we've we've we're just planning for uh uh life's eventualities, and we're gonna make sure that content keeps coming to you every single week. You'll get a new episode, whether it'll be a movie like next week, or then follow it up by a mini episode, or maybe a bonus depending on the season. Maybe we'll get some Halloween stuff going this October. Um, but whatever, uh, if you think that sounds good, werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky scary. Boys becoming men. Men Men becoming becoming wolves. Very good. Very good. Well, we might do some of that kind of stuff. So. (laughs) We killed Dave. So so make sure to hit us up and let us know what you want to hear from us. Um, Because, you know, we're we're malleable. We got a schedule. We're going to do some movies. But, I mean, hey, you want to hear us talk about Dirty Rock, baby? I, I got all night. We'll talk about Dirty Rock. I just finished rewatching that movie, that show again. I love that show. Hey, if you love Dirty Rock, you can hit us up at nerdaplexypodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at nerdaplexypod. 
Don't hit us up at nerdaplexy at Gmail or at nerdaplexy on Twitter because those are both things we've forgotten the past. Those, those are us, but we that was from 2015. So hey, if you hey, if you work at Twitter, you can get us into that account. Let us know. Hey Jack, get us in. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for joining us, Sam, Dave. Uh, thank you uh, for for yes. potting with me today. Are we, we're doing the pod now. We'll cast it later, right? Is that how it works? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it for Johnny Gobbs. Yeah. Johnny yeah, Gobbs. yeah. Rate and review. Johnny Gobbs would want you to rate and review. We'll leave you with this final thought to ponder. Let's talk about Johnny Gobbs. What they should have done, they should have made a sequel to Batman that had Man Bat, and Man Bat was the bat they were actually talking about on top of the roof. And he's the one who took the blood out of Johnny Gobbs. Makes perfect sense. There we go.